0: (laughs) you get it you get it hey everybody welcome to straight red i am your host jeff ross and with me is no one at all that's right due to my specific request to the u.s state department alex soccer kibler has been deported to italy And you have me to thank, Gingers. Now, Alex would tell you he's on vacation in Italy for two weeks, but, well, that story, it's not going to hold up to scrutiny and certainly won't hold up in court. So, Welcome to Straight Red, hosted by only Jeff Ross. You're welcome. Now, normally what we do at the top of the pod, as you know, is go through last week's games, last week's scores, and how the Battle of the Pod is doing well. Alex isn't here, so we're we're not going to do that. that. That eats up a great deal of time, and I have other things that I'd rather be doing. So let's assume this. One, Alex is completely losing the Battle of the Pod, and I am far and away the leader here. And he probably would have said something like, Oh, they had more possession in that game. Because he's a cartoon character, and you all know it deep down. I will say this about last week's games. On Wednesday... I was watching the Canadian Championship, of all things, despite my well-known, well-documented battle against Canada. I'm going to go as far as to call it a war. I'm at war with Canada. One way or the other, I'm coming out ahead. I watched the Canadian Championship, Toronto FC versus Montreal, and I will tell you this. I'm starting to feel bad for Toronto. Toronto won this game, but lost the semifinal. This is a semifinal, right? I'm going with yes. They lost on aggregate due to the away goals rule, even though they won 3-2 to two at BMO Field. The takeaways here, are, of course, are that Toronto can win soccer games. It is possible. But they are an unlucky group, aren't they? They really, really are. This is another fan base that I'm quite fond of. I'm fond of the people up in Toronto. And they really do show up in now the largest soccer-specific stadium in North America. But this team somehow finds new ways to disappoint. I hope they get it together and break this ongoing curse in Toronto of just sports failure. I say that even though, you know, the Raptors had a decent season. Whatever. Whatever. They're Drake's team. I guess Toronto FC is Drake's team. I guess every Toronto team is Drake's team. Not sure how I feel about that. But that's all the time we're really going to spend on last week's games. We have other things to do. And, of course, this will make for a much shorter pod. But whatever, I do what I want. If you are a long-time listener, both of this and of the American Soccer Show, you will be very aware of Arsenal's Gideon Zel Mr. Z. You'll be well aware of Mr. Z is an American who plays for Arsenal and has been trying to get his FIFA certification, notification, transfer certificate, something, some kind of paperwork that says he can actually play for the United States. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that paperwork came through and Mr. Z himself, We'll be going to the U-20 World Cup. It's exciting in many ways, but mostly because we haven't really seen much of this young man. We haven't really seen him play. There has been a lot of hype about it, mostly because he plays for Arsenal, a great team. Don't get me wrong. But what can he do? And what is he going to bring to the United States? Soon we'll find out. We just have to be patient. I know. I'm trying very, very hard. So I'm very curious to see how he truly looks on the field, and I do hope for the best. In other American international news, Brad Friedel, 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 sure, retired at age 43, I'm hoping at age 43 I'll finally get the hang of wearing pants. This man was still a professional athlete. Goalkeeper for Tottenham Hotspur most recently. Has now decided to hang up the proverbial cleats, and in his case, also gloves. Good for him. Long, storied career. Very impressive. I hope they give him at least a brief substitution appearance in the remaining games in the Premier League season here, I believe. Tottenham Hotspur have another two left. Love to see him come out there, and I believe if he were to play at all, he would be the oldest Premier League player ever. Good for him. The question then becomes, what next for Brad? He has a job lined up at Fox. You know, good for him. But he is also seeking his coaching license. And I wonder, is there a team that he has his eyes on? To join their staff or potentially become the head coach of. And if he does, is that an MLS team? I'm guessing yes. I'm guessing there is an MLS team out there that would take Brad on in some capacity, if not their head coach. But it's not going to be the Columbus crew. They must be very happy with what they're getting out of Greg Berhalter and the team that they are putting on the field. I just don't see them parting ways with Greg anytime soon, unless, of course, a European team comes calling to him, offering him a better deal. Let's hope not for hashtag new crooks. As you know, I'm riding that bandwagon until the band stops playing. Sure, that is going to be my bandwagon reference. We also saw an announcement of CONCACAF Olympic qualifying locations. And much to my disappointment, all of the qualifying locations are either in the Midwest or the West. I will not be able to personally see any of the Olympic qualifying because they're not coming here. So this is in October, folks. And I know it feels like October is far away, but really it isn't. It's five months. And the qualifying itself should start around October 1st, so expect to see these games sooner rather than later. I am curious what that roster's going to look like. It'll be in a U23 roster, of course, but who, and, uh, and by who I mean who in addition to Bradford the fourth is going to be on that team. I am very, very interested in seeing these games. Maybe I'll fly out. Maybe I'll talk Alex Kibler, if he ever gets released from the Phantom Zone, better known as Italy, into going. We could go out to StubHub Center. We haven't been to Los Angeles yet. We've only gone on one straight red trip, and that was to Orlando. Why not to the City of Angels, Los Angeles, starring Nicholas Cage? Meanwhile, in the third division, the United Soccer League, they have paired with an architectural firm, HOK, perhaps pronounced Hawk. I don't know if it really is. Those letters are people's last names, so I... Doubt it really stands for that, but they have announced a partnership with this architectural firm because they are aiming to have every single one of their teams in a soccer specific stadium within the next ten years. Now that is an ambitious move, a very, very ambitious move, and good for them. you know it's good to have ambitions, be ambitious, have goals, achieve goals, etc, etc. But boy, that is bold. Even MLS doesn't have every team in a soccer-specific stadium. As you know, NYCFC is not in a soccer-specific stadium. Neither is New England. They are not the only ones. Seattle technically is not in a a soccer-specific stadium. Neither is Vancouver Whitecaps, technically. So... How is the third division going to pull this off? Where's that money going to come from? Perhaps these stadiums are all much smaller than what I have in my mind. Maybe these stadiums are only going to seat about five to 8,000 people, if that's the case. Maybe you can scrounge enough dollars together to make that work. I don't know. I went to movie school, but I do admire the fact that they are aiming for the skies here. By skies, I mean stars. If they truly do have the stated ambition to become America's second division, they're going to have to make these kinds of bold statements and bold moves. But I still can't wrap my mind around how much money that's going to cost. And are you going to be able to convince Oklahoma City to build a stadium? I would have to imagine that every single one of these teams would be privately financed. It's hard for me to believe that there are going to be a lot of municipalities in this country who will say to their taxpayers, yes, 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 go ahead, spend millions of dollars on a third division team without a national broadcast, a team that you can't see play. Pay for that. And as my dearly departed co-host would say, lest we forget, this weekend, Orlando City, SC, has already sold 34,000 tickets for their match against LA. A hat tip to this organization and these fans in Orlando, they love that team and they are showing up in droves. I ask this question virtually every week, every time Orlando breaks some kind of record for an expansion team, this 19,000-seat stadium that they're building, is this truly going to be enough for this franchise? This needs to be reinvestigated in some way, shape, or form. Also, Orlando, the city. Feel free to invite me back, not Alex, invite me back whenever the mood suits you. Now this wouldn't quite be a straight red podcast unless I started talking about upcoming games. Let's get right to it. Friday, New York City versus Chicago at Yankee Stadium on Uni. Hold on, on Univision Deportes network, not Unimas. I almost misspoke. And MLS live for those of you who are not in the United States. I am going to take New York City winning this match. 1-0 largely because New York has to win at some point against somebody they only have one victory it's time for a second and two it's against Chicago who I still have a lot of qualms about second game of that night also on Univision Deportes network FC Dallas for New versus New York Red Bulls in Toyota Stadium down there in Dallas <sighs> Uh, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take FC Dallas in this. I'm gonna take FC Dallas 2, New York Red Bulls 1. FC Dallas is a good side. They're a Western Conference side who seem to be playing better than all of the Eastern Conference teams, so I'm gonna have to go ahead and take them. Even though the New York Red Bulls look very, very strong in first team Ginger, Dax McCartney will almost certainly be playing, and he was very, very kind to us. However, I am still predicting FC Dallas to win that match, so good for them. Congratulations. Saturday, Montreal, versus Real Salt Lake, 4 o'clock on TSN, RDS 2, which I believe is the French-language sports channel in Canada, and that's the second one, and KMYU, which I am assuming is some local channel in Salt Lake City. Stad Sabuto, 4 o'clock. You know what? I'm taking Real Salt Lake anyway. They're a better team. I'm going to take Real Salt Lake, one montreal nil, even though it's at home. Too bad. 7 o'clock, Vancouver, Seattle, TSN 1. Oh, my favorite channel, BC Place. Do you think they'll have the roof open? I'm going with yes. I'm going to take this one as a very chippy 2-2 draw up in BC Place. I don't believe this is going to end as 11-11. This will be like 10-11. That's what That's what I'm taking. New England versus Toronto FC at Gillette Stadium on CSN New England. Guys, I lived in Boston for four years. CSN New England is not a very good channel. But they do show these New England Revolution games, so good for them. 730. uh, mm, I'm going to take New England just because they're the best team in the East. And they're playing at home. I would not be surprised. My arch enemy, Jack McNamara, is present at this game. And in spite of all of that... I'm going to say New England 2, Toronto 1. Sorry, Toronto, even though I would love to see you do much, much better than you do. 830, Sporting Kansas City versus Colorado at Sporting Park on KMCI 38 and whatever the Altitude Network is, which is a regional sports network, and I do know what it is, so I shouldn't pretend that I don't. Sporting Kansas City 1, Colorado 0. Also at 8.30 on Root Sports SW, Southwest, I'm assuming, and Fox 12, and of course, MLS Live. For all of these matches, are MLS Live, unless they're blocked out in your local area. Houston versus Portland, and BBVA Compass Stadium. You know, I love that stadium, even though I've never been there. It looks very, very nice. I would love to visit it sometime in person. I feel like the fans in Houston do not come out to these games, and I'm not quite sure why. They have a lovely facility, a team that looks more hopeful than it has in the past and I don't really want to go to a game in Houston in July so if you're going to go, you go now or you go in October, right? Isn't the time not to go in the, whatever I know very little about Houston so I'm going to take Houston 0, Portland 1. That's right. I'm taking the Portland Timbers to win this game. Congratulations, Caleb Porter. It's Diego Valari is why I'm taking this. He's healthy, and he looks like he's in midseason form, even though he had major knee surgery. So good for him, good for Portland. Congratulations on winning in Houston. It looks really good for you guys. San Jose v. Columbus at 1030, the nightcap on CSN Plus and Time Warner Cable Sports Channel Ohio. That is a mouthful. Avaya Stadium Wow Folks As you know I've been on the hashtag new crew bandwagon for most of this season. Gingers, it is very hard to say what I'm about to say, but I'm taking this one as a draw. I'm gonna take it as a one-one draw, San Jose one, of course, and hashtag new crew one. Sunday, five o'clock. Orlando, LA Galaxy, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, TSN2 in Canada, MLS Live somewhere. Where can you watch MLS Live if it's on broadcast in the U.S. and broadcast in Canada? Who who has access to that? I have so many questions. Anyway, that game. Orlando, LA Galaxy in front of 34,000 plus. In the Citrus Bowl. Wow. Orlando 2, LA 3, that's what I'm taking, that is exactly what I'm taking, 7 o'clock, Philly, DC, Fox Sports 1, Fox Deportes, and MLS Lives, you could watch that one in Canada, it's the other one I don't get, at PPL Park, PPL Park somehow is suddenly one of the smallest, uh, is it the smallest, no, one of the smallest stadiums in Major League Soccer, all of a sudden, I wonder, I wonder if they're shocked by that. Anyway, beautiful park there. Philly, D.C. I am actually going to get I'm going to Philly its second win. I'm, Philly is going to win uh, 2-1, and D.C. are going to be furious by that. On Wednesday, when I may or may not be recording this podcast next Wednesday, maybe next Thursday. So because of that, I'm going to look at this Sporting KC versus New England game at Sporting Park, 8 p.m., Draw, 2-2 draw, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, MLS Live, 2-2 draw, everyone will be upset. And of course, the Canadian Championship, FC Edmonton, your favorite team, playing the Vancouver Whitecaps on... oh, I'm sorry, this isn't truly the end here. Guys, I got ahead of myself. This is the second leg of the semifinal that Edmonton and Vancouver have to play because the previous time they tried, it snowed out in Edmonton in May. That sounds awful. So FC Edmonton versus Vancouver Whitecaps and Clark Field, wherever that is in Edmonton, I'm taking Vancouver to Edmonton 1 and then Vancouver moves on to the final versus Montreal. And quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That's all the podcast is without the back and forth with Alex S. Kibler. It becomes much shorter, much cleaner, and much more handsome. So, if you are interested in following along with everything that Straight Red has to offer, follow us on Twitter at straightredpod. Email us your questions, which by the way, I don't have access to because only Alex Kibler has the password to the account. Regardless, you can reach out to us at straightred at iCloud And you can follow yours truly on Twitter at Jeff Is Famous. You do not have to follow Alex Kibler on Twitter at Alex S. Kibler. In fact, I recommend against it. I'm very concerned about your health and how you feel in just your day to day Habits. So do not follow Alex S. Kipler. Recently, I've been given what Alex refers to as Jeff, uh, quiet time with Jeff. So why don't we do that again? Quiet time with Jeff. No matter what anyone says, you can always do things on your own. <sighs> Beautiful Jeff, that was really poignant, very good. As a dearly departed friend once said, go forth and soccer.